Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, I'm officially old, and I'm willing to admit it, and I got a bunch of reasons why. But we're going to talk about a heck of a lot of sports today, too. What's up, everybody? You want us now, ESPN Radio. As well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Myself, Coulter Duanas, and our great friend, Rajim Seabrook. Look at us. We got a little streak going. Two Fridays in a row. What up? Happy to have Raj in the studio. Uh, of course, we're drinking our Florence coffee. I'm old, so I'm going to get super caffeinated here in the afternoon. Uh, you can, too, no matter where you're at. In Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. We're going to talk all the way around the wide world of sports here uh, off the uh, off the top because there's just a ton of stuff going on. And we have been buckling in so hard on both high school hoops, uh, local sports around Western and Montana, as well as the state of Montana, and, of course, Big Sky Conference hoops. We have very uh, little conversation lately about some of the other stuff going on in sports. So we'll talk about some of the stuff in terms of pro sports, uh, specifically the NFL. We've talked a lot about the teams that are still remaining in the playoffs uh, each week, but we haven't talked much about the offseason stuff, so we'll talk about some of that as well. Plus, introduction of a new segment, the Bitterroot Breakdown. We have a variety of different types of breakdowns. That's what we do here at ESPN Radio. But thanks to our friends at Farmer State Bank once a week. We'll give you a look at what's happening down uh, in the Bitterroot Valley. A lot of great sports going on down there. Hamilton High School's rolling in a variety of different sports. They carry a bunch of momentum from the fall sports season into this winter. Both their basketball teams very good. Uh, so we'll take you around the Bitterroot Valley, give you some scores from the teams uh, down there in the route. Of course, then we also have a recap of everything that happened last night in the Big Sky Conference. The Grizz finally won on a Thursday. Holy cow. How about this, though? In the Big Sky last night, three different teams scored exactly 69 points and won. <laughs> one one by one, one one by two, and one one by three. So a lot of low-scoring games in the Big Sky Men's League last night. Uh, so we'll go through that. We're also going to hear from Connor Dick, standout Missoula Hellgate senior, to close out hour number one. Uh, and then hour number two, we're going to talk some Super Bowl and then we'll have some fun. We'll play a little blindside. Yeah. Just, just have an open-ended conversation because that's what I love to do with Raj more than anything. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm great. I, I love how svelte we're both looking. Uh, it's the black. It's the Johnny Cash hour. Yeah, 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 back yeah. in black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, life is good. Uh, I've every day been counting like the seconds of light that we are procuring in the morning and during the evening. It's so good, right? It's so good. And um, I think it's more noticeable because it hasn't been, you know, sub- zero temperatures and it's sure. you know when it's 22 and you're happy because it feels like it's march like i'm just i'm just happy it's it's almost here uh no life is good man that's why i like when it gets super cold though because then it goes back to being in 25 to 32 it doesn't seem nearly as bad like today i'm just roaming around in my light jacket it's not no big deal oh I, this is what i've worn all day like i yeah jacket what <laughs> it's 28 degrees for break sure. out the shorts for sure well good to have you here man Thank and you. Uh, thanks for swinging in Always. um I feel old, first and foremost, because... What? Oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I know I'm counting a fountainhead of, of logic and learning over here off, but my birthday's in a week from today, and you talk about being old? You're, I got Jordan's older than you, son. You're going to be a 50-burger. Yo, man, why you got to share private stuff because- over here? I got a totally different perspective. I know I'm not, I'm not of your wise age yet, but... This cat. Getting older is awesome, though, right? In a lot of ways, you should be so proud of being 50. You're killing it, man. 
Well, when you get to 45, let's have this conversation. <laughs> getting old's awesome. I'm not old yet, but getting old's awesome. This guy. Uh, well, I was thinking about how old I was. First of all, because I went and played basketball again today. My second my second <laughs> week. This time I was on a team that was winning, so I played for a full hour. I am going to be so sore tomorrow, it's not even possible. It's going to hurt so bad. But whatever, that's the whole point, right? You keep going, keep going, get better, get better. Also, though, I... I, uh, I'm wearing my muck boots around because I was just tired of my leather shoes. I need boot advice. You always got your boot game locked in. Strong boot game, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. So what's, so what's the what's the hack? Because I'm, I'm a cowboy boots guy. I wear Not cowboy boots brother. all the time. And it's just because it's just of my dad. I just got it for my dad. And I have a couple really nice pairs. But in the winter when they get all wet, it makes your feet cold. So I've been wearing my muck boots so they don't get wet. But I need that, Those don't have any swag. I need something better. Muck boots? What you doing? Working on a cranberry <laughs> farm, son? Trying to make some juice? Oh, my God. What do you, what do you rock? Today? Yeah. Classic Doc Martens. See, baby. that's what I need. Get a pair of Doc Blundstones are fun. I'm a big fan of those. Um, I Docs that- are back in. Docs never left. No, I know, but like the old school lowrider docs from like the late 90s. Dude, that was me. The three ring eyelids, thick soles. Let's go. Like four years ago when I needed some money, I sold mine from middle school. And I, I sold for like $100 each. It was awesome. You should sell some of your old sneakers, son. You'd be surprised yeah, what for people sure. are paying for them. No doubt. Also, for the boot wearers out there as we talk everything but sports in the first five <laughs> hey, minutes. that's what we do. Social, politic, cultural, everything hey. else. Um Invest in ACGs. Interesting. AC, uh, Nike ACG line. Uh, they make a really nice boot um, that is, you know, fashionable, functional. It's, as you could say, the young guys in the room can still swag out, you know. So, yeah, go that route. All right. I'll, I'll be your fashion consultant. I love it. By I'm not going to throw it together. By the way, everything that's coming up in the show is uh, part of our show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have. In Western Montana, uh, give Brent and his team a call today. Rajim Seabrook with me, Coulter Nuanas. My man. Uh, here in uh, studio. Uh, if you want to stream the show outside the ESPN MT app, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. Call or text us anytime. The text line's great. Andrew can forward them along uh, just right to my phone. And you can be a part of the conversation. Uh, all guests via. Phone call or text will join us uh, via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast as on the way in here. Always entertaining. Always good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because Bill Simmons is a guy that I have uh, idolized. I idolize is a, diff- a weird word. Looked up to big time um, and sort of patterned a lot of the decisions I've made in my journalism career after. Uh, I was never much of the the columnist or like the uh, – the, Writing the editorials like Bill Simmons was when he was famously the sports guy, sort of at the beginning of the online sports uh, content boom. But he's become almost exclusively a podcaster, whereas I've become, I wouldn't say almost exclusively because I still do a fair amount of writing, uh, but a lot more audio content than, than, uh, than written content. And it's so funny because he was commiserating about writing again and, and how hard it was for him and how he used to bust out like 4,000 word articles. And, uh, I was just thinking, man, it's so true when you talk all the time on the radio, which I love doing. I love talking to all you fine folks out there. Uh, but it does. It, it drains your brain. So I feel that's the other thing that made me feel old. Regardless, let's talk about some sports. How about uh, the drama going down in Brooklyn? So I got home from work. Well, I guess this would have been, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday. It was whatever night the Brooklyn Nets were playing the Boston Celtics. And I walk into my girlfriend's house, and she's got this game on, but she's cooking dinner. She's not paying attention to it. And I look at the score, and the Celtics are winning by 50. And I'm like, what's going on in Brooklyn? I mean, you know, Celtics are, are one of the best teams in the NBA, certainly. But the Nets are also supposed to be an Eastern Conference contender. And now, uh, as of today, just a couple days after that blowout, you got a bunch of memes of Kevin Durant wearing a different jersey circulating the internet, but more importantly, you have an actual official report of Kyrie Irving demanding a demanding. trade. Demanding. There was a lot of people that were saying, like, when we when we reached the midpoint of the NBA season a couple weeks ago, that the Nets were a bona fide, like, top five title contender. 
Now all of a sudden it's falling apart on him. What do you think of all Burning this? Burning down the house. That song from the 80s just <laughs> rocked back into my head. Like, So, uh, you're, first of all, I got to ask you this. You're a New York guy. so you, Born right, and raised. But, you, but you're a Knicks guy all the way, right? You, you got no affinity for the Nets whatsoever. The only thing cool about the Nets is that they're in Brooklyn. Sure. right. That's it. What did you think of like the New Jersey Nets when you were coming up? You know, it was weird. I... I actually watched more Nets games growing up because uh, if you didn't have cable, everything was on the MSG network. Right. But Nets games were always free. Oh, funny. So you, you watched, it was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'll watch some free game instead yeah, yeah. of like, you know, sure. not everyone had cable back in the day. Sure. But um, no, I mean, the Nets were the Nets. Uh, they were always kind of an afterthoughts for me. They, sure. The Nets are kind of like the Jets. They're there. The Nets, Jets, and the Mets. Also, all, all three, you just they're there, but you never really pay attention. But if they're on, you watch them because they're local. Well, it's also funny that, well, not even funny. It's actually tragic. What, like, the New York Knicks during your lifetime were amazing. Went, went from, like, the best, one of the best teams in the NBA to then very good for most of the 80s and 90s to then just awful for the last 23 years. It's crazy. Garbage. Absolute garbage. After they went to the finals during the lockout season in 98, 99. In the sense that it's just been like garbage, a, just a complete uh, dumpster a, fire, atrocity of an organization. It's crazy. Uh, it's horrible. The mecca of basketball is horrible. Well, the mecca of basketball attracted two of the best players in basketball, Kevin Durant Truth. and Kyrie Irving, and now it looks like a split. What do you think of this whole thing? I think that when I look at the amount of money that these young uh, men are making across the board, quit being petulant already. Like you made you're making 36.9 million dollars what what's going on that's that bad between you and 12 other people you know what i mean like it's, it's between <laughs> right. you and 11 other people cuz you know you run with 12 on a team and you got five coaches staff like what is so bad the other part is like i don't understand why he's demanding a trade like your market value right now at this point in the season is pretty slim like, it like, is in, in certain ways. It just depends. I don't know what his contract situation is like. A lot of guys of his clout have no trade clauses and things like that. He's asking. He wants a four-year, $198 million contract. He wants a max. He'll get it. He'll get it, but who's going to give it to him? Well, that's the que- that's the biggest question here is, like, first of all, if they trade him, does he have a, a veto? Like, can, if they're going right. to trade him to somewhere like Carmelo style. Charlotte or something, it, 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 He's going to make that sort of money, and he's going to be a thirty point, 25 to 30 point per game guy if he goes to a really bad team. And he'll never understand what the word playoffs means again. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Think about how far Kyrie Irving has fallen since he hit one of the most memorable and one of the most clutch shots, shots of, the, of the modern era ever. in the NBA Finals, <laughs> yeah, for period. sure. I mean, he helped LeBron bring a title back to Cleveland. Totally. From that moment till now. Bye. Whoa. Yeah, he went Who would have Ky- thought, like, right then that, that Kyrie Irving would be like, Smith? one what? of the big, <laughs> he would be one of the biggest lightning rods in the NBA and that Kevin Love would be completely irrelevant. Who would have thought just, that, that was not that long ago. No, I just, my problem is, I said this in between uh, starting the show and right now, folks, to me, Kyrie Irving thinks he's the Kanye West of the NBA. Like, buddy, mm-mm. We don't want to go get too much into the social and political side of this, but I do think that's a part of this. Yes. Kyrie Irving has been scrutinized for, and I, I don't even know how to phrase this. There's been relations between Kyrie Irving and anti-Semitic remarks. It's a matter of a, a, a whole bunch of debate what, it, what he meant by what he said, whatever. The point of the story is that one of the biggest portions of of Jewish population in the country is in Brooklyn, New York. So, totally. So, I mean, at some point, all of it, you know, brand and everything, it's just not a good fit anymore, too. I mean, maybe, here's here's my actual thought, though. Kyrie Irving has become sort of this laughing stock and this person that we're sitting here yelling about and yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, I actually think if the Nets can hang on to Kevin Durant and make him happy, getting rid of Kyrie Irving would be better for them. I think so, too. I think... The, because the, at this point, Kevin Durant's so good, he can lead you to a conference finals by himself. By him, especially in the East. Um, and and it, like they have good shooters and role players around they do. him. The problem is, is if this isn't handled correctly or swiftly, Kevin Durant may not hang around because he'll get dealt the same blow. So, like, right now, Brooklyn has to be very careful with how they handle Kyrie's exit because they can also be open the door for KD to walk out. Now, the flip side is, where do we go in the middle with, the you know, the, the deadline being next Thursday? The three that come to my mind right now that could afford him where he would actually fit and prosper, no particular order, L.A. For sure. But, Dallas what, but wouldn't that Phoenix. be even more of a circus if he went to the Lakers? The Lakers are already such a train wreck. Such 
a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I keep wanting to pour diesel on that one. Because <laughs> <I laughs> it's just like sit back and watch. For sure. Um, Dallas makes sense. Phoenix makes sense. Uh, to an extent, Phoenix makes sense. Um, I don't know. Kyrie's talking his way out of situations. And at the end of the day, these babies are getting paid too much money. <laughs> for playing a game, Coulter. I just, there's more to it than than what we're always given. But um, I don't know. Kyrie Irving is just, he's an enigma unto himself. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted, television and the ESPN MT app. Also heard a cool story today. Kick uh, it. The, the women's basketball teams from the state of Montana, Montana, Montana State, are on the road right now. We'll get into the results from last night. Cats got blown out in, in uh, Flagstaff last Woo! night. Sort of a surprising result. And the Lady Grizz... Uh, won their third straight, winning at Northern Colorado. Well, it, on the uh, flight from Denver to Phoenix for the Lady Grizz, and they're on, now on their way up through the canyon to get to Flagstaff. They ran into Kenny Main, the the famous Sports Center anchor, and uh, he made sure by the end of uh, the flight slash uh, before the Lady Grizz departed the Phoenix airport that they had pizzas. So he ordered him some pizza and got the Lady Grizz all fed up. And I just thought that was great. That's cool. Uh, what a fun story. You know, and you, you meet a guy that's famous in the sports world, and uh, he's giving back. So uh, pretty neat. And uh, it's funny, too, because, like, Kenny Mann's one of those, like, fringe famous guys, right? Like, if you watch SportsCenter in the 90s, he's so famous to you. But, like, a lot of people, man, on the street might not know who Kenny Mann is. No, I, I would liken him to... Vince Carter. <laughs> like, like if you look at, like, when Vince and Kenny were, you know, just ho- almost household names, yeah. it'd be the same thing. Like, Vince Carter, he'd walk by you, and you'd be like, I kind of know this guy, maybe. And then it's like, oh, my God, that was Vince Carter. <laughs> that was Kenny Maine. You know? Yeah, same thing. Totally. Uh, let's dive into our Bitterroot Breakdown. Do uh, it. Presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montana since 1907. Attention high school seniors and your parents. Farmer State Bank does this every year, and this is super cool. Scholarship applications are available now at FarmersEBank.com. Farmer State Bank's given away 10 $10,000 scholarships. That's that's legit. 10 $10,000 scholarships, $100,000 to Montana high school grads. Review the qualifications and fill out an application today at FarmersEBank.com. But hurry, deadline coming up only about six weeks away, March 15th. Farmer State Bank, or Montana Bank, since 1907, member FDIC. Last night, uh, Hamilton High School's boys basketball team played their final uh, home game of the regular season. There's a lot more district tournaments, so the, the postseason's more elongated in high school hoops now. So uh, even though we're only into the first week of February, we're almost a wrap on the regular season. There, I think there's two weeks left in AA regular season, and I think about a week, uh, maybe 10 days left uh, in the uh, other classifications regular season. So Hamilton High School played uh, their final game uh, their final home game last night. Uh, this is just from the Missouli, and I'm just going to read this because I thought it was uh, good reporting, good writing. Asher McGinnis, Eli Taylor, Liam O'Connell, and Max Cianflone stood on the baseline in front of their student section, locked arms, and began to walk down the middle of the basketball court. The quartet of Hamilton seniors just got done putting the finishing touches on the East Helena Vigilantes in a 62-56 victory and were getting a much-deserved round of applause from the crowd that stayed to pay their respects. So pretty cool for Hamilton. Uh, They won on their senior night. Magnus scored 23 points a game high. Taylor scored 15 and made six free throws uh, in the, the fourth quarter. O'Connell take a pair from the line, and CN Flo, uh, he was the guy assigned with guarding Coulter Charlesworth, who's East Helena's leading scorer. So all four of the seniors contributed at a high level. Uh, Travis Blom, friend of the show, and uh, a guy we know well, also the athletic director out there at Hamilton, he said those four seniors are fantastic kids and great basketball players. So the Hamilton High Bronx, they keep on rolling. They're third right now in Class AA, or excuse me, Class A. Uh, the first two are out in front of everybody. Lewistown, uh, the cream of the crop, one of the best teams in the state of Montana, period. And Butte Central, not far behind them. Dougie Peoples, one of the most recognizable names in high school basketball right now in the state of Montana. By Hamilton, sitting there uh, in the top three. Also, from around the Bitterroot uh, last night, Stevensville lost to a tough Dillon squad, 66-20. to uh, Kellen Beller drained 13 points uh, for the Yellow Jackets, but the Stevensville boys still looking for their first win. The Steve I girls, they also played Dillon, and that's an almost impossible task, at least it has been this year. Uh, Dillon's girls moved to 15-0. and Wow. Ninth straight conference victory. Dillon wins 67-46 over Stevensville. 
Uh, Sidney Peterson led Dylan with 19 points, and uh, Dawson Brewer led Stevensville with 11 points. Frenchtown uh, beat Corvallis 61-28 in girls' basketball. And then the Hamilton girls, they completed the sweep of East Helena. They win 54-23. Terrence Searle, who's been putting up great numbers all year, uh, poured in 24 points for uh, the Bronx. So uh, good on all the Bitterroot Valley teams, and we'll give you Bitterroot uh, breakdowns here moving forward throughout the rest of uh, basketball season and into the spring as well. Bitterroot Breakdown presented <laughs> by Farmers State Bank. Okay, Duana's Down ESPN Radio. Uh, Regimen is duck along with me uh, here in studio. <laughs> uh, let's talk some NFL. Yes, uh, sir. I, I didn't talk about this hardly at all this week, only because I knew everybody that listens to ESPN Radio all the time had been hearing about it all day by the time they get to this show. But your thoughts on... Tom Brady retiring earlier this week. Yes. You're into it? You're into it? I'm bye. Good good but Here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Bye. We're going to see Tom Brady way more now that he's retired. He's going to get a TV gig. He's going to that's he's going to be the feature of NFL Sundays now. Guess what games I won't be watching. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. He's going to be on Fox. That's the NFC. You're going to have to watch him. Man. You're a New York Giants guy. Red Zone baby. Red zone it. Interesting. No, I you know for me it was it was this year it was time for Tom Brady to retire. Uh he just admits his personal life it looked like it trans uh transitioned onto the uh, playing field. Um the youth movement is in full swing in the NFL. Um I was never a Patriots fan. I became a non-Bucks fan the minute Brady went down there. So yeah. you know my my my, my northeast roots make me anti Tom Brady 110%. So uh, one of the the clips that blew up the hardest on Twitter this week was from Amani Toomer, who was a great player for the New York football 81, Giants. 81, baby. You know what's up? And he told a story about how after they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl to snap the the, the streak, the undefeated season, yeah. that Tom Brady came to right outside the New York Giants bus and met Amani Toomer and Tiki Barber and said, hey, guys, congratulations. You know, uh, uh, it means the world to me for you guys, and like told him good job. And Amani Toomer's like, Tom Brady's just a bigger man than me. I would never be able to do that. But to me, that's part of what you're talking about. It seems all of it just seems so canned. Is that real? I mean, do you think he's real when he's out there like kissing everybody's butt? Nah, man. <laughs> no, no. Like I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it. Totally. Next, like I, I'm. You, you are statistically the greatest Joe Montana in my eyes. Is still the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Interesting. One, oh, number 16. But, you know, for the sake of not having my car be keyed by my Patriots <laughs> friends, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's time to close the chapter, especially like when you look at the playoff games and the champion and the conference championships and uh, the quarterbacks that are here. Um, it's just, it's a different game. It's a different time. It's time. It's it time. Is. It's just time to move on for sure. And um, it, it's also, I just get tired of, of a lot of these young guys being compared to Tom Brady. Like he's, there's never going to be another Tom Brady. There's only going to be the individuals that are playing right now. And in the, you know, the future seasons and years to come, like it's just, it's time to move on. How about a Raj? What's the a- best? Aaron? What's the best fit for Aaron Rodgers? A dark box with no speakers. <laughs> Yeah, that, he don't need to be talking to no one anyway. <laughs> Either that or, like, if they make Con Air 2, he can be, like, Nicolas Cage's so, stunt double. Here's a hypothetical for you. I was yeah. thinking about this the other day. So much of what sports and entertainment media has become has become sort of providing platforms to the most famous of the folks, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, then, there's this this massive exposure for what Kyrie Irving and Kanye West and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady think about things mm-hmm. rather than just them as athletes. Transport Tom Brady and or Aaron Rodgers to like 1973. No social media, no ability to get oversaturated. All they're doing is playing quarterback. The only thing you know about them is they play quarterback and they give postgame interviews after they win. That's it. Mm-hmm. What did change your opinion of those guys? Well, isn't that the whole thing? Um, possibly. They'd all be smoking cigarettes on their interviews during the time because <laughs> if you look back in those days, that's what they were doing. So I'm, I'm just, I'm over giving so much mic time to, to athletes. Right. Like, you know who I want to hear from? Teachers, professors, sure. like people who actually change the world on a daily life. Like Aaron Rodgers, I used to actually love. I was a big, I was not a Packers fan, but I used to really love Aaron Rodgers until he started speaking. Like, right, right. I don't, I'm, I'm not watching NFL Fox to hear you 
you speak. I want to see you fling the rock. Like, if yeah. I want to listen to... I will and go, now it spreads like wildfire, too, because like he's good friends with Pat McAfee. Now he goes totally. on the Pat McAfee show totally. every week, and so it's an hour worth of stuff for everybody that's not doing that interview to just poach off of and then pick at, and then totally. all of a sudden it just spreads. And yeah, just play ball. Because I like watching Aaron Rodgers play. So do I. And that's what I'm trying to do with all these guys is just separate the 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 person from the player, right? Or the person from the persona. Sure, exactly. That's what it is. It's like I love watching Aaron Rodgers, the person, play the game. But his persona, which has nothing to do with anything else in my life, it's like why are we giving so much shine and light to, yeah. to things that – are pretty irrelevant. Speaking of personas, how about uh, what, what does he call himself? Mr. Perfect or something like that? Russell Wilson, guys, a new head coach in Denver. Um, who was that, by the way? ESPN Radio. Sean Payton hired uh, for, by the Denver Broncos. Denver's nice on defense, and they have some good players offensively. Good young players. I'm not sure if their quarterback is one of those or not. How much does this one move the needle? Uh, it doesn't move the needle. If anything, it makes them regress because when you look at the numbers for what Russ is going to get paid, it's almost like A-Rod with the Yankees about 10 years ago. Like, this contract is going to eat away at possibilities. For sure. And when I look But they at, have to keep him for the next two years because it's almost $200 million in dead cap money. And no one's picking that up. And, and, no one else a, would want to well, pick that's the thing, up. If they, they, if they cut him... He, he doesn't have that much trade value la- right now because he played so poorly last year. He's also Piss old, poor. and his contract is awful. God but awful. they can't just cut him no. because that's a, then it's a dead cap hit. It's even worse. And so Ooh. basically they're hiring Sean Payton to save him. I'm not sure he saves him. Totally. I'm not sure Sean Payton saves him. Uh, you When I look at Sean Payton's body of work going back to his days with the Giants and then the Saints and the Drew Brees era, like, Sean Payton's a good coach, and he knows what he's doing. He is good. But there's something about Russell Wilson that I'm not sure is repairable. Um, well, I mean, part of it is he's, he might just be over the hill. He just might be done. And, right. Or, or he was exposed. Both. You I know, think. a little bit of both. So, yeah, I don't I mean, know. To me, it's not a coincidence that Geno Smith just went and played for Russell Wilson's head coach for his whole life and broke Russell Wilson's single-season te- passing record. The system... It's a system. It's a system. Absolutely. It's a, it's a very West Coast-heavy system where if you can run the ball a little bit, you're going to have nothing but high-accuracy throws. That's what they were doing with Russell yep. Wilson. Then they asked him to to carry the day more in Denver. He just couldn't do it. I also think, though, that Nathaniel Hackett was an unmitigated disaster, and so I think that oh. it can't help but get better. Oh, yeah. Like, if Russell Wilson... Bounced back a little bit, and and it was you know Denver was a 500 team next year because of it. Okay, so I guess that's the last question I have on the Broncos. They have a great defensive unit. Totally. How good does Russell Wilson need to be for them to be okay? He needs to be better than what he was last well, 100%, season. 100. I mean, last year, last season was like good enough to get a top five pick if they didn't have to give their picks away. Oh my. Good graciousness. Um, he's got to be a lot better. And I honestly think with uh, the, you know, the former coach no longer being there, the onus, the lens, and the, the shift of accountability goes right on to Russell Wilson. Like, put up or shut up, you know? Like, let's let's go, Russ. Like, you, you, you walked in with the swagger and the bravado and your resume. You've got a great resume outside of last year. Um, it, it, it's, time to be, it's time to be the man. You know, you, you walk around like you're the man. You want to be treated like you're the man. Go out and be the man. couple more uh, quarterback carousel stuff from the NFL quickly because neither, neither of these guys are worth wasting that much airtime on. Derek Carr's out in Las Vegas. So what, See do you, what do you think of that sort of open door? Who's the best fit to go to Vegas? Is there any chance? I mean, because a lot of people were saying Tom Brady was going to go to Vegas before he retired because of the Josh McDaniels connection. Uh Who's Vegas going to get? And also, is Derek Carr like a hot commodity on the open market, or is he just going to be the next rent a quarterback for the Colts? He's he's <laughs> minus, minus the allegations. He's this year's Deshaun Watson. Ooh, like right. the, the, the and, and what I mean by that, folks, is but the, like Deshaun Watson when he's good is really good. Well, I'm talking as far as contractually sure. uh, speaking. He is in the you know the same allocations that are going to be given. Um, to the Raiders are the same ones that were given to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. So you have this weird contract looming issue, who's who, who's what's what. Sure. The other thing is when you look at Derek Carr, he's expensive. For sure. Like, But everybody uh, is at this point. He, he, correct. But what what are you going to get? Like, right. We don't, who's better, Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? 
I'm gonna punch you when I get off screen, off the when I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, I love Colter, but I don't like him right now. I'm gonna knock you out, man. Um, right now, if I had to take one, I'd have to take Daniel Jones just because he's younger, he's younger and he's a little bit more mobile. He's a little, he's a lot more mobile than Derek Carr, For sure. and he's also cheaper and not as tainted uh, with the Raiders' background. I, someone. Asked me earlier. We we have been we talked a little bit about the evolution of quarterbacks with Coach Marty on Monday, and we got a text from earlier this week, and I haven't followed up on it yet. But about explaining that exact dynamic, the differences in what teams need and want in quarterbacks now, particularly guys that can stretch the pocket. So mm. our quarterback carousel conversation continues next because the 49ers are a team that have a couple guys that can do exactly what we're talking about. But now the 49ers have to make a decision. How have quarterbacks evolved? And what's the situation in San Francisco? That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. That's why I love Friday is when Rajim comes in because we get uh, a music education as well as uh, some good conversation about sports. Who's that? We're listening to this is Raj's playlist, by the way. Souls of Mischief, uh-huh. which was part of the hieroglyphics yeah, crew, right. which was started by Del the Funky Homo Sapien and the like the branch of hip hop that, that comes off of that. So that's like, oh, Amazing. you know, that Domino. A bunch of other people, and then you know he's Dell split his mind, and then went to Deltron thirty thirty, and everyone knows where that went. So yeah, it's a an interesting. Um, and I always say that that group of Northern California hip hop artists were so not loved. I mean, they were they were loved, respected, and appreciated, but their sound, their style was more akin to the East Coast uh, at a time when you know Dre and Cube and Easy were. Bumping Funkadelic <laughs> instead of you totally. know, Miles Davis. Totally. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. We are going to take you around the big sky um, in both men's and women's basketball with our Stockman Bank scoreboard here in just a minute. And uh, we're about 10, 15 minutes out from hearing from Connor Dick, Missoula Hellgate senior. Uh, Knights coming off a tough loss to Helena Capital last mm-hmm. night, but they got another big one tomorrow. So no rest for the weary Helena High in town here. Back to so back. the West is uh, the West is stacked this year, and Hellgate certainly one of the contenders, and Connor Dick certainly one of the reasons why. But first, uh, uh, to finish the conversation from earlier, uh, what do we think about the situation with the 49ers? First of all, I wanted to answer uh, an explanation question from one of our listeners. They were asking just about. Coach Marty said that he thought that, that it, it kind of passed Tom Brady by the game. And not in terms of mental acumen, but in terms of what um, teams look for in quarterbacks these days. Truth. For like the late 80s through the early 2010s, the whole concept of the blind side and the powerful left tackle and you know right-handed statuesque pocket quarterbacks was mm-hmm. sort of the, the mold. The premium. But then over the last 10, 12 years... Guys that can stretch the pocket, guys that can throw on the run, that's become the norm. It's opened the door for a variety of under quote unquote undersized quarterbacks, but there's not really an undersized quarterback anymore, right? Like 5'11, 6 feet, 6 1 guys are making it all over the league. Mm-hmm. Even Lamar Jackson's kind of a big quarterback now, like 6'2 and a half, 6'3. Mm-hmm. So you don't need that 6'5 guy. The mobility is so much more important, partially because you're bringing pressures from everywhere, quarterbacks are getting flushed. But the ultimate equalizer, or maybe even the ultimate advantage, is a guy that can 
get outside the pocket, throw on the run. That's why Patrick Mahomes is so dynamic. So successful. So before we get to the Niners, I mean, that, that's just kind of where we're at. And that's why guys like Tom Brady, who completely thrive on pre-snap reads and getting the ball out as fast as possible, that's a dying breed. Totally. And that's a totally why I agree with you. There's never going to be another Tom Brady, not only in success and numbers, but just in the way that you Style do Style of, of, of quarterback. Acumen, eyes and brain is how Tom Brady got it done, not athleticism whatsoever. <laughs> now, I don't know if you can do that anymore. I think you have to have athleticism. You have to have athleticism because, as you know, that football is the one sport where the other side of the ball is constantly trying to one-up each other. And now with the with the speed of defensive ends, the yeah. speeds of safety, like sure. you've got to be able to use your legs to to support your arm or vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, Tom Brady, we saw that a couple of times this year where his lack of mobility hurt totally the team because when you look at the weapons around him, you put a you put a Patrick Mahomes that, that Buccaneers are going to go to the Super Bowl, right? Like it's just, it's just. I'll totally. take Fournette and Evans and Godwin or Goodwin. Um, yeah, the Tom Brady. It's 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 just over. That style of quarterbacking is just. And over. we're not necessarily saying you have to be a running quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, for example, is not a running quarterback, but he can move in and outside the pocket. That's what makes him so good. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question: The San Francisco 49ers have had for a while, sort of a, a throwback-type quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Truth. He's one of the least mobile quarterbacks among long-term starters in the league. Truth. Even guys like Ryan Tannehill are more athletic than than Oh, uh, hands down more athletic, absolutely. But with the way that the Niners run so much pre-snap motions mm-hmm. and they have all these Swiss Army Knife-type players that can line up all over the formation like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel Debo. and Christian McCaffrey and all these guys, it, it conventional wisdom would tell you that a mobile quarterback – could change the game for the Niners. And that's why, even with Jimmy Garoppolo getting benched and being hurt, Trey Lance again, being hurt, again, and then rolling with the seventh-round draft pick, they still won 10 games in a row because Brock Purdy actually upgraded their athleticism at the quarterback position. Now the report, last quarterback carousel question for you, now the report is that they're going to part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. Good. And Brock Purdy is going to be coming off of a torn UCL. It's going to keep him out at least six, maybe as much as eight months. That's a fork. And Trey Young, <laughs> Trey Lance is coming off of a, a basically a, a broken leg, completely broken. So where are we at with the Niners? I mean, you're saying good that they're letting Jimmy G go. Okay, so you're ready to put your eggs in the basket of both those guys coming off injuries, or do you think just they have two opportunities? They're going to be good no matter what. I think they're going to be good no matter what because of the athletic prowess that both of these young men present. Um, I actually think Purdy presents a more of an upswing than 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 Trey does. Uh, his he doesn't know any better to not know any better. Sure, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. And what I like about what I mean by that, folks, is he he has nothing to lose and all to gain. And yeah. I just I kind of like you know who he reminds me of a little bit is a is a more fit and athletic John Kitna. Interesting. Yeah, that's who he reminds me of with a little Mark Brunel. And uh, <laughs> can you see it? A little bit. A little bit. And I and I like him and and he's got some grit about him. Um, I'm not sure if Trey bounces back to the point of where he can be as effective as once promised. Um, looking at a little bit he's of... He's so young still. He's though, still so young, and I would say not only young, but just lacks maturity. Well, for sure. I mean, he, I mean, he was one of the youngest quarterbacks ever, ever when he drafted, got drafted. Because yeah. so, he had the COVID year in there totally. after a redshirt year. So, I mean, he only had to stay past his redshirt freshman year at North Dakota State before he entered the draft. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great quarterback competition and battle for, yeah. for camp this coming spring if both are healthy enough to compete against each other. But San Francisco's got some questions that they're going to have to answer soon. They do have one of the best coaches in the league, though. I mean, he... Oh, hello. I mean, Kyle Shanahan made your boy lasagna noodle into NFL oh, MVP. noodle neck. <laughs> you know what's up? Matt Ryan at his finest. Uh, let's talk about uh, last night in the Big Sky Conference. This is our Stockman Bank scoreboard. Here's some women's scores from last night. Northern Arizona drilled Montana State 79-50. Mm. to 50. Uh, This game was over in the first, like, 15 minutes. I turned it on halfway through the second quarter, and the Cats were already down 19. Uh, It was a complete uh, runaway by Northern Arizona. Uh, So we'll see if the Cats can bounce back uh, as they play in Greeley on Saturday. Lady Grizz, a complete effort, and uh, that's back-to-back complete effort. So maybe they're turning a corner. They beat Northern Colorado 78-61. Lady Grizz 7-4 in league play now. Idaho won for the third straight tie. They beat Portland State 77-70. So that's three in a row for the Vandals. They're creeping back up toward 500 in women's hoops. And then Eastern Washington drills Sac State. So Sac State comes to Montana last week 
in first place alone at 6-1. and one. Now they've lost three in a row after Eastern beats them 64-53. So a couple quick notes there uh, as part of our Stockman Bank scoreboard. Bobcats, Bobcat women still in first despite the loss, uh, but they're only a half game up now on NAU. NAU's now 7-3. and three. Cats are 8-3. and three. Lady Grizz Eastern Washington, a game and a half back of that at 7-4. and four. And uh, Idaho now 5-6. and six. Three straight losses for Sac State has them at 6-4. and four. Stockman Bank scoreboard for the men's league. The Grizz got out a 69-67 victory. Uh, stay tuned just a couple seconds from now. Anand Moody, who scored 26 points for the Grizz, will join us just for a couple minutes. Montana State only led for 43 seconds of the entire game and still gets a 69-68 win over NAU and Bozeman. Portland State guts out a 69-66 decision against Idaho. And then Eastern Washington, they win for the 13th straight game and move to 11-0 in Big Sky Conference play with an 82-63 win over Sac State. So Eastern 11-0, the Cats 9-2, the Grizz now 5-6, and and uh, Portland State is 4-6 after their wins. Uh, we're going to get back to some debate about the men's league, but here's one of the frontrunners for newcomer of the year in the league, a North Dakota to Southern Utah to now Montana senior, Anand Moody, after Montana's nail-biter win over Northern Colorado last night. So I knew that I could come into the game and just be, like, really aggressive, uh, which I did right away. And as a shooter, once you see the first couple shots go in, you kind of get the tone set for the rest of the game, and that's just what happened. Were you sparked a little bit too by missing the last one? Yeah, I was I was, uh, I was. was very angry that I had to miss that game. And the fact that I was able to play today, I was lucky that I didn't have any symptoms um, from my concussion the last couple of days. So when I got cleared, I just knew that I had to take advantage of the opportunity because, you know, I might not be able to play next game. That's how my mentality was. So I just came out um, with no regrets. You guys have played so many close games in conference play, so I mean, what's it like to close this one out? Does this give you a little momentum in that element? Yes, it almost brings tears to my eyes when we actually win one of these games because it just gives us more hope as a team that we can get through this because I think as a team we have a little bit of PTSD from the last couple games that we've lost in this same situation, and so when we come out with a win, it's like we're trying to create our own narrative, uh, a new narrative for this year in the second half of conference play. And it almost is like two different seasons, so now you know, this is our new identity that we're going to win close games, and that's what you have to do to win in March. Does it, I mean, does it seem like a fresh start now that it is the second half of conference play? I mean, we have a two-game win streak right now, and we're going into the rest of the schedule really confident. Now we have our full team, which we didn't have early on. So I just think that right now it is a fresh start for us. And, uh, you know, we, we just won um, two pretty close games back-to-back. It's crazy how many close games there are right now in this league. I mean, is everybody just that close? Honestly, I just think that's the way the game of basketball is right now. Every every team can get going every given night. Everybody has players. Every good everybody has good concepts that they run on offense. So it's just it's one of those leagues where the talent level isn't that much different team to team. And so sometimes it just happens to be the one that executes better that night, or the one that shots go in for that night. And that's just that's just what I believe the, the situation is in the Big Sky Conference. Anand Moody, a Grizzly best. 26 points last night to lead Montana to a 69-67 win over Northern Colorado. Those scores, courtesy of Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking. We'll have the Stockman Bank scoreboard two to three times a week here uh, on Nuanas Now. Take a step outside college hoops. Talk some high school hoops. Our Garden City Spotlight featuring Missoula Hellgate senior Connor Dick. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. All sorts of music education. Put it on the playlist. Little Odyssey. That's O-D-D-I-S-E-E here on uh, 
You want us now? Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Odd I see. Say it? As an odd I see. I get it. Yeah. Wow. Yes, So poetic. Welcome back. Roger Zebrick rolled with me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio. Let's dive into our Garden City Spotlight, presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op, proudly serving safe, affordable, and reliable energy to their members since 1936. Last night, in terms of the Garden City teams, just Hellgate in action. The Missoula Hellgate girls... Picked up a big one over Helena Capital. That's two top five teams. Uh, Hellgate ranked number five in the state coming into this one. Capital ranked number three. And Hellgate gets a 38-30 victory. Uh, they won the second half 22-12. to So great defensive effort from Hellgate in the second half on the girls' side. Uh, they're now 7-1 in, in Western AA play. The Bruins are 5-3 in Western AA play. Chloe Larson, Alex Coville each had uh, 18 points apiece for uh, the Hellgate girls. On the Hellgate boys' side, defending champion Helena Capital, huge one over the second-ranked Knights. The Bruins came in the game ranked fifth in the state. Uh, they win 63-59 in overtime, so Capital moves to 5-3 and three in the West, and that snaps Hellgate's five-game winning streak. Uh, Hudson Grove scored 12 points. Hayden Opitz, a Montana Grizz football commit, scores 11 points. The young man we're about to hear from Connor Dick led all scorers with 21 points, uh, but the Knights fell to six and two. Chance McNulty, who's been out a little for a couple games, he was back and he had 10 for the Knights. Caught up with Hellgate's star earlier this week, our Garden City spotlight for the week, and now we check in with Missoula Hellgate Boys High School hoops. Connor Dick joins us. He's a senior there for the Knights. Been one of the best players in Class AA for the last couple of years. Connor, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Yeah, for sure. I'm doing really well. How about you? Good, man. First of all, uh, we got to start with a cool moment within your family. I was at the Lady Grizz game on Saturday. Your sister, Lauren, who's a, a freshman there for the Lady Grizz, she got her first bucket. And uh, as always, big smile on her face. What would you think of your sis getting a bucket for the Lady Grizz? Yeah, that was awesome. I couldn't uh, watch that game because we were playing the same day, but I got totally. on my phone after her and I saw that video. And that was uh, that was really cool. She works really hard, so I was really happy for her. Yeah, super cool and uh, always a good moment for her. And uh, I think she provides a lot of positivity for that team. Uh, how about for you guys? Uh, Missoula Hellgate playing well as of late. Uh, it's a very jam-packed West this year with Hellgate and Helena and Big Sky's on the come up. And, of course, Capital, the defending state champ. So uh, what have you thought of just uh, sort of the way you guys are playing now as you head into February? We're playing pretty good. Um, I'd say the real season's about to start now. We're about to go through our second time of conference. So, um, yeah, we got the Helena schools this week. And like you just said, I think everyone in the double A this year is pretty solid. And I think it could be anyone at the divisional tournament that can walk away with the win. So one thing our coach tells us every day is it's not about how you start. Um, it's more about how you finish. So I think we're just trying to get better, but we can practice and trying to be as good as we can for March. It is interesting in hoops, right? Because in football, you only get to play teams once, if you even get to play them at all during the regular season. But uh, hoops, everybody in the West, you get to play twice. So how do things change when you get into sort of the the rematches against all these squads? Yeah, I mean, it can be totally flipped. I remember last year there were teams we beat, and then we play them again the second time, and it's a lot closer. I think the second time around, you kind of know the team a little bit better, and you're also more you know, conditioned on the season. So, like, for us, I mean, we're just trying to, because we can play all these teams individual, so you could play a team three times. So it's kind of, you're not trying to show too much, but you're trying to make sure that they know that they can't play. Connor Dick joining us here on our Garden City Spotlight. He's a senior there at Missoula Hellgate. And the Knights, right now, as we make the turn into the second half of the conference schedule, uh, sitting there uh, in first place in the Western AA. How has your role changed? Man, I know last year you were expected to do a lot of things, but yeah, it's always different when uh, you're a junior playing with some seniors, and now you're a senior and you have a lot of younger guys contributing. So uh, how have things changed for you just in general uh, and what you need to do on the court? Yeah, I really love my role this year. It's different. You know, last year I, I didn't feel like the biggest player on the, the court ever. You know, we, our team was a lot bigger. But this year, I mean, I'm, I'm playing with a bunch of younger guys, and we're not the biggest team at all. I mean, if you look at us, we don't really pass the eye test physically. But I think what's fun about playing with this team is I'm playing with a bunch of guys who are really, really skilled at basketball, and they're all really good IQs. I, I'd say my role is kind of the team leader. And um, I can, what's fun about it for me is I can play the one through the five on this team. So and it just based off different alignments, so I think it's really fun. And you mentioned you do have a lot of young guys playing, and there's been a lot of guys that have showed flashes as well, so uh, what have you thought of just their play and sort of embracing larger roles on the varsity? Yeah, I mean, we got some really talented and underrated because they just haven't been seen yet. Um, Younger guys, Easton Sands, Chance McNulty, those are two sophomores on our team that are really, really talented. 
And so, I mean, they're only sophomores, and they're getting a lot of time on varsity. So they're still getting comfortable out there. But I think they're going to be really, really good players in the future. And you guys are always competitive there at Hellgate. I've, I've always had so much respect for co- what Coach Hayes has been able to do and, and multiple Coach Hayes in my time there in Missoula yeah. Hellgate. So, I mean, it just seems like that's part of the key, though, right? It's just the consistency. I mean, how much do you think that helps you guys just in your year-in and year-out success? Yep, no, they, they coach us right. They, they make us work hard and practice every day. Every single game means the same thing to us, and they really prepare us for every single game, so. Helena coming back to town, that should be a fun one as well, and they're one of the best teams in the state. And yeah. I know they barely got you in the capital city, so are you excited to, to have the, the Bengals in Missoula? Oh, yeah, we're really excited to play them again. We lost, we lost them in Helena, um, and that was our first game without our other senior guard, Asher Top. Mm-hmm. And then we've also been without Chance McNulty for the past week. So this is our first first week since, I think, about mid-December where we have our full squad again. So um, we're really excited for this week, especially to play Helena. on a high. Connor Dick, Missoula Hellgate senior, joining us here on our Garden City Spotlight. Connor, thanks for being here, man, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, but uh, good luck this weekend. Yep, that sounds good. Thank you. Our Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op has been proudly serving safe, affordable, and reliable energy to their members since 1936. Before we wrap up our number one, and we'll tell you more about this, we're going to tell you about this a couple times a week uh, over the next month, uh, a month and a half or so. But this is fun. I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time, and now we got a new partner in it. Uh, you heard earlier this hoop season from our friends over at Vertical Rays. And uh, if you don't know what Vertical Rays is, Vertical Rays is an online fundraising platform, and it's exploded in popularity with athletic departments uh, all over the region, all over the country, and it's in every, every state in America now. And uh, they are so good at helping you get effective, high-profit margin, and easy-to-use fundraising tactics. Uh, traditional fundraisers deliver much less profile while requiring much more effort from players and coaches. So if you have an organization that wants to raise money, Vertical Raise can help you do it, and they do it with this software that lets you send out messages to all these people from all over the country, all over the world, that you know. So it, this has effectively helped high schools all across Missoula and, and all around the state of Montana already raise some money. So our partners at Vertical Raise... We are going to, uh, and I've been wanting to do this for a long time, partially, it's, it's an ESPN MT and a Vertical Rays set of awards. So we're going to award Boys and Girls Basketball Players of the Year from the high school level in both AA and A. So we'll have four total awards. And so we'll do this uh, after the state tournaments are, are wrapped up, and uh, I'm going to consult a variety of different media colleagues and also you know, we try to cover high school sports pretty intensively here. We'll talk to coaches, and uh, we'll get some feedback uh, across the board. And uh, then, after the state tournaments, we'll, we'll be presenting a quartet of trophies. So this will be very fun and uh, very much looking forward to it and uh, very much appreciate our good buddy Pete, who's there at Vertical Rays, uh, for helping scheme this idea up because it's something I've been wanting to do uh, for a really long time. Uh, at Vertical Rays, no gimmicks, no hidden fees, just results and well-funded programs. Visit verticalrays.com to learn more. A continued conversation about the Super Bowl, the NFL, the NBA, and whatever the heck else we want. A fun and loose hour number two coming at you. Keep it right here. Duan is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates if you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.